Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Daily Playbook. I'm your host, Carl Vogley, joined by my co-host, Mitch Lang. Party people! And welcome to today's show. It is Thursday, May 9th, and today's show will consist of Warriors Rockets, the Celtics Future, and the remainder of the Stanley Cup playoffs featuring last night's game between the Sharks and the Avs. But before we get started, we have a word from our sponsor. Is it time for you to update the appliances in your house? Then head on over to PJ's Appliance Outlet. They're located in Plymouth, Minnesota, and you can find them online at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. They have 40 to 70% off everyday prices all the time. All the time. It's not just a one-time deal. It's an all-the-time deal. They're selling new scratch-and-dent floor models consisting of refrigerators, stoves, washers, dryers, and dishwashers. So visit their website, pjsapplianceoutlet.com, and stop on in and visit with PJ and Jake, and they will help you find the perfect deal for you. Because if it's not a steal, it's not a deal. And trust me, the deals they have there are steals. If you don't think it's a good enough deal, though, mention that I sent you, mention that you heard about it on the Daily Playbook, and you will get an even better deal. So before we kick today's show off with the Warriors and the Rockets, Mitch, who is the best team in all of the major leagues right now? <laughs> okay, Carl. Thanks for calling me out yesterday. Finally, I can say it. Twins have the best record in Major League Baseball. That they do. The Tampa Bay Rays lost in extra innings to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Minnesota Twins spanked the Toronto Blue Jays once again with a 9-1 to victory. So close to a series shutout. Yeah, yeah. So now on to another series, and that is the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. They played game five last night, and the Warriors ended up on top, but not without taking a couple blows. The main one being Kevin Durant's injury. I believe it was the fourth quarter that he went off the court after making a shot, and it looked like it could be an Achilles injury. They're calling it a right calf strain. What does this mean for the Warriors moving forward? I mean, I mean, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, when I first saw it, obviously uh, Reggie pointed out that it was very similar injury to what we saw with Kobe Bryant and his Achilles injury. Um, I hope that's not the case. Um, I think... You know, when it comes to playoffs, I mean, you obviously have a preference of who who you want to win, but I don't think you ever root for a player like KD to get hurt. I mean, he's one of the play, he's one of the reasons why you watch the game, anyways. Um, and I think the NBA obviously does a good job of not only just marketing what team you want to root for, but what player you want to root for. So I think it's a big blow for for NBA fans everywhere. Yeah, it definitely is. Kevin Durant, when he first came in the league, I absolutely loved him. I didn't necessarily love his move to Golden State. He was chasing rings, let's be honest. It's exactly what he was doing. And he still remains one of the most entertaining players to watch on the court. So seeing him go down with an injury like that is never good. But the real story from this game is Houston came back and then Kevin Durant goes out and they can't finish it off. They let a golden opportunity slip through their hands tonight. I mean, obviously, you know, like you said, they, they, they did a great job. They came back from 20 points um, down. Um, I think at one point they were leading by three. And 
yeah, I mean, with no KD and the way that Steph Curry was playing, I mean, let's just be honest, he, he stepped up in the in, in the final quarter, but you know, he shot nine nine for twenty three tonight. Um, and I mean, like you said, losing KD that early in the third quarter, you would think that Houston, with how much momentum they had um, coming back from that twenty points, would be able to finish one out. And like I said, they lost a golden opportunity, considering the next game is going to be played in Houston, and realistically, they would have had a chance to close it out at home. Literally a golden opportunity against the Golden State Warriors. And a lot of it comes down to James Harden shooting three for nine. Usually he's a little bit higher on his three-pointers. Eric Gordon struggled to hit one for forever, it seemed. And it was basically just James Harden running the offense. Chris Paul didn't do too much. And you need more than one guy in order to beat a team that's loaded with superstars. And they weren't able to do it. Yeah, for sure. And then another team that was unable to do anything tonight was the Boston Celtics who put in their bench players with like eight minutes and 40 seconds left. Kyrie took, took a seat on the bench and they just mailed it in. They definitely mailed it in. I mean, all props to the Milwaukee Bucks. They are an outstanding team. 60 wins this year. Giannis Antetokounmpo is an amazing athlete with his wingspan and everything he can do on the court. He was 0 for 2 on three-pointers, but at least he's shooting them, Ben Simmons. At least he's trying. (laughs) But they absolutely dominated, and he had 20 points. Chris Middleton, 19. Eric Bledsoe, 18. Like, a very well-rounded lineup. But what does this mean for the future of the Celtics? They were supposed to be the number one seed. They were supposed to have this easy route to the NBA Finals with LeBron James out of the Eastern Conference and Gordon Hayward coming back from injury, and now it's like... Brad Stevens, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I, we've talked about this before um, off off the show. And, I mean, I think that Kyrie is going to be leaving. Um, I think his time in Boston will always be viewed as somewhat of a disappointment. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean, this was a team that was supposed to easily get um, at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and, you know, obviously, I don't think anybody saw Milwaukee. People thought Milwaukee were going to be good, but you know, with how much Giannis has stepped up. And I mean, let's just be honest. I, for me, probably the MVP of the season. I know a lot of people have love for James Harden. Um, I do too, but I don't think any, there's any player that's more important than Giannis Antetokounmpo on his team. And my Milwaukee Bucks were just better than Boston. And I think, um, yeah, I think Kyrie's going to be in, in New York next year. That's just my opinion. He's going to the garden. <laughs> I don't know if that's more Boston or New York. Who the hell knows? Oh, no. <laughs> that's okay. We have to have one. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have Katie, Mr. Achilles, quote-unquote right calf strain, and we have Kyrie, Mr. I want to be the center of a team. I want to be the go-to guy, but clearly can't handle the pressure in New York where it's going to be their team, and he's definitely not going to be number one to KD. No. He will be I mean, back to being Robin. Yeah, I mean, I think Kyrie, um, you know, he had his chance. I think if he ever really wants to win a title, um, he'll take a step back and realize, you know, th- how he won his first title. I mean, it's without LeBron, he never would have done it, and without another superstar player alongside of him, I mean, it's one thing being the guy, and it's another thing just being realistic with 
with what you can do. And, and truth be told, I think I think Kyrie needs a wingman, and he needs, I mean, he needs a big time option. And if he's willing to kind of take that back seat, um, and it doesn't it doesn't mean he has to take a back seat every game, but you know, if he's willing to share a little bit more, I think that um, he can bring somebody to New York and. I mean, have another go at it. But like I said before, I think his time in Boston will always be viewed as a disappointment. As weird as this sounds, I think Boston is a better team without Kyrie. I mean... Like, look at him last year. Kyrie was hurt. Gordon Hayward wasn't playing. And guys like Terry Rozier were getting tons of minutes. Marcus Smart, tons of minutes. And they really gelled as a team. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the trade-off. Um when you have a superstar as high of a caliber as Kyrie Irving on the team. And I'm not saying he justified it, um, but that's always kind of the trade-off that you take. You know he's going to dominate the basketball. You know he's going to have the ball in his hands. And you know as long as he's out there, pretty much every game is going to be highly dependent on what he does. Um, so, you know, if you want a superstar on your team, you're going to have to you're going to have to kind of live with it. And I just don't think Kyrie Irving was the right superstar for Boston as good as it looked on paper when it first happened. Right, right. My favorite thing, though, about Kyrie is after he went 8-for-22 in Game 3 against the Bucks, he said, this won't happen again. And then the next game, he went 7-for-22. Yeah. So at least he was right. 8-for-22 didn't happen again, although it might have been nice. Yeah. Tough series. So Celtics fell short in five games. Tough series for Boston. It looked like Milwaukee was just practicing. But in the NHL, we have this thing called Game 7 that happens. And we had our second Game 7 in a row. Last night was the San Jose Sharks versus the Colorado Avalanche. The Sharks end up winning. No overtime necessary. And they kind of controlled the game, it felt like, until the third period. It was like, where was Colorado the rest of the game? Yeah. And Martin Jones showed up. I said it yesterday. I said, I hope he doesn't show up, but he showed up. And he showed up in a big way that third period. Um, I mean, I we, we were texting throughout the game, and with about, I'd say, what, three, four minutes left, I text you, look at the shots. And I think the Avs in the third period at that point of the game were up 15-2. to two. The Blues, I mean, who they're going to play ne- um, in the next series, um, they're also kind of a team that has been – kind of a disappointment as far as how far they've gone in the playoffs and I think the Sharks did their best to to almost lose this game um I think sometimes you just kind of have to have to do what got you there and they were so aggressive in the first two periods and then it's almost like they were just trying not to make a mistake in the third period and it's almost like the equivalent to like (laughs) like we were talking about it's like the Vikings um and it's like, oh, we're up by we're up at halftime by two touchdowns. Let's play twenty yards off the receiver, um, and prevent anything from happening. Well, I think in some respects, like you're kind of just preventing yourself from winning because what got you there is what got you there. And I think that the Sharks kind of lost sight of that, and they did their best. They, they did their best to kind of lose lose the series. But but once again, it's going to be them versus the Blues next series. And I mean, those are two teams that kind of been labeled as choke artist and one of them has to win so i'm kind of excited to see it yeah i mean they really were they were like come on colorado score score we're not going to help martin jones and martin jones was like no i am not playing another overtime hockey game i need rest 
Oh, wait, yeah. I don't get any because we played a game seven, meaning in two days I'm taking on the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, um, his team wasn't doing him any favors. Um, shout out to Martin Jones. He's uh, <laughs> He was a man amongst boys tonight, um, especially just buckling down in that third period where it seemed like for a team that was down by two goals to start the period that the Avs had all the momentum. So shout out to him. Played great. Um, they're going to need him in the next series. And like I said, I'm excited for it. I am too. I'm always excited for playoff hockey, even though the Minnesota Wild aren't in it. The Iowa Wild did win tonight, too, though, in case anyone's paying attention to the AHL. But I love I love Game 7. I love playoff hockey. Nothing like it. And now we get to see the Frozen Four, as they say in college. You have Boston against Carolina, the battle of the former Minnesota Wild players. That's the big storyline there. Everybody knows that. And then you have the Blues against the Sharks. Two teams as you call them, that are choke artists who just kind of go, ah, I don't really want to continue. We had a good season. So I it's mean, really going to be... the last couple of years. Yeah, it's really going to be who wants to hold the door open for the other person the longest. And if, if, if I'm not... Um, is Have both of them either won a Stanley Cup? To my knowledge, in my 25 years... Oh, shoot, I'm 27. In my 25 <laughs> years of watching hockey, I took two years off. San Jose and St. Louis both do not have a Stanley Cup, and I think that continues well beyond my years of being in this world. So oh, they're, wow. they're both looking for their first one. St. Louis has had success in other areas, like the St. Louis Cardinals. San Jose, nope. I, they don't have any other teams, do they? No, they don't. Yeah, this is this is their only chance. San Jose even has a hockey team. Of all like places to have a hockey team, like San Jose and Phoenix are the two oddest places that I can think of to have a hockey team. Yeah, and Arizona was not drawing. Honestly, like the Florida Panthers are a terrible place to have a hockey team too. Somehow the Tampa Bay Lightning draw, and it's because they're so good. But the Florida Panthers need to employ something like the Carolina Hurricanes in order to get fans to show up to games rather than the 300 that they get. I don't know how they pay any of their staff. I don't, I don't get it neither. I, I mean, I just, I don't get it. And for, and let's just be honest. It's, it's crazy because San Jose, it seems is always in it. Um, <laughs> but I don't know where their fans are coming from. And I don't even know why their fans uh, are really even interested in hockey considering kind of where they live. They probably just think they're showing up to a Sharknado. <laughs> they probably don't know where they are <laughs> they're like let's go sharks <laughs> but the other side of this matchup so one of those two teams is going to get a chance at a stanley cup we know that that's a fact the other side is carolina and boston and i have no idea where to put this series i think it's going to be boston in six games because i think carolina still has some in the tank but they just swept a team and have had a few too many days off, which in the past has affected a team going forward. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, I think you walk a fine line with it. I mean, obviously they've had a lot of rest. Um, they should have some fresh legs. 
Um, but there's something about getting in a groove as well. And obviously they were in a groove in that last series, being able to shut them out. But um, yeah, sometimes you worry about stuff like that. Who do you think wins this series? I'm going to pick Boston. Um, But I don't think it's going to be because um, Carolina had too many days off. I actually think that's going to help Carolina. I actually think this does have a chance to go to seven games. Um, But I do think Boston will prevail. Um, And I think we're going to see a Boston-St. Louis uh, Stanley Cup. Yeah, so on the other side, I'm going to pick San Jose in seven games. That way, oh, when dude, I'm that way, that. when I'm wrong, St. Louis advances. You see this? This is reverse <laughs> psychology of my picks, because <laughs> clearly these teams are listening and they're like, "No, we're gonna screw over Carl." I hope they are. He doesn't get four out of four for this round. He only gets three out of four. Yeah, and I'm I... I'm still bitter at the Sharks off of the first round, which I know that wasn't them who made that call. I'm still a little bitter about that, a little salty. And whenever they keep winning, it's just like pushing more salt in that wound. So I'm just going to yeah. pick them, and then it's a win-win. Either I'm right, or they're out. Yeah, I just don't see it from San Jose. I think they significantly underperformed um, in the series against the Avs. Um, as great of a series as it was, and as much as I like watching, I think they definitely underperformed against... I mean, obviously, what San Jose's... Aren't they the number one seed in the conference? Number two. Number two. Yeah. Well, either way, I think they underperformed. I think, obviously, with their history of, like we talked about before, kind of being choke artists, um, I think a little bit more so than the Blues. And I don't know. After watching the Blues in that last series, I just think that they're going to have some um, some matchup problems. And I think the Blues are going to come out in six games. Spicy pick. Spicy pick. Spicy, man. You know I'm all about the spice. I mean, really, San Jose has battled back, though. They were down three games to one in the first round, and it looked like Vegas was moving on, and Vegas just didn't put the didn't put the arrow through the heart. It was like a stab wound in San Jose. Just The shark kept fighting back. And so yeah. you, you got to make sure you put a team away, and whoever does that is going to end up winning this whole thing, really. Because that's what it all boils down to. Definitely. So you have Boston against St. Louis. I have Boston against San Jose. I'm obviously picking Boston in that series. Who do you think wins it out of these final four? What's... Uh, obviously, how can I bet against Boston? Um... Because they just lost their basketball the, team, the, the so they or the Sharks. I think I think they'd be either one of them teams, um, which is sad because I, I'd rather see a team that that's never won it before win. Um, but if I was going to have to put money down on it, I don't think I'd put my money down on anyone except for Boston. Yeah, I think this all goes back to the fact that Boston just doesn't win enough sports championships, and I think they really need one. I think that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, well, especially now that the Celtics are out of the playoffs. It's the only shot they got now. Yeah, it, it it was a sad day yesterday for Boston fans because they lost a team. They had a chance. This will be the last thing we talk about. They had a chance to sweep the sports world. Could have. The Patriots won. The Red Sox won. The Bruins are still in it. 
Celtics, blame this all on Kyrie. City of Boston, this is all Kyrie's fault. <laughs> He's not a leader. Yet. Can you imagine what would have happened, though, if they actually won in all four sports in the same year? Okay, so I'm confused here. So you, you're you still counting... You're going to count the, the World Series from 2018 and the 2000, into the 2019 um, Grand Slam? Like, Yeah. I actually think of it another way. I, I think Boston would have needed to win this year. That's what I truly think in my Grand Slam. And, like, my sports Grand Slam, as far as, like, cities and teams go, like, that's what qualifies it for me. Like, yeah, they could have won four in a row, four major sports championships in a row, but, like... I'm, like a major sports grand slam to me is winning it all within the same year. So 2019, all four of their teams would have had to win their championships in that current year. That's just how it works for me. I mean, the Patriots won the 2018 NFL season. Yeah, but it finished in 2019. So like I said, that's my qualifications. You can have your own. I mean, I don't think it'll ever happen all four in the same year. Never say never. Come on, you're going to tell me a team... That a city's gonna have four teams that good? No chance. I mean, it almost aligned. I mean, within the past two years for Boston. So who, who's to say it can't happen again? Especially with, especially in a place like Boston, where it's like that's seemingly like all they care about, and their teams are always in the playoffs. You never know, man. Um, like I said, you never say never. Obviously, odds are that it never happens. Um, Cosmos have to really align for that to ever happen. But I. I, I just don't think you can ever say never say never because I, I just think you, you can't say that it can never happen because, you know, it almost happened this past year. But it wouldn't have because Boston won in 2018, you're saying. I'm Remember, saying according to my to, according to my right, right. I'm, I'm trying to give them a better percentage. I'm saying with your percentage, <laughs> it's like a 0.001. <laughs> but hey. Hand sanitizer only kills 99.9% of bacteria. So you're right. Never say never. If you guys followed that conversation, props to you. That will conclude today's episode of The Daily Playbook. I'm your host, Carl Vogley, joined by my co-host, Mitchell Lang. Thank you once again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Love you guys. <laughs>